0: Hello, my name is Fran. Welcome to the podcast, Heal into Your Awakening. Happy New Year! (laughs) Is it too late to say Happy New Year? Is it too late in the year to say Happy New Year? Not sure. But in my defense, I don't really celebrate the new year in the dead of winter. I usually mentally start my new year, Spring Equinox. So happy New Year to everyone who celebrate the new year now. <laughs> how have you guys been? Oh my goodness. Um, I've been good. I've been good. I had a little bit of a shake up at the end of the year up until maybe mid January. And y'all know how I feel about um shakeups. Whenever I'm experiencing something, I kinda like to just allow myself to flow and kind of go in hermit mode a little bit. I don't think I'm ever going to do that anymore. I feel like I have cracked the code. And I'm going to also stop saying using the law of, the law of assumption is what I practice, but I really want to open the road for everyone else to decide what they rather use as a way to tap into their, creating abilities we are constantly creating we're constantly manifesting you just decide your method so i have made a decision to stop saying the law of assumption and just say things like i'm a conscious creator i'm a mental alchemist and my way of if you decide to ask me i'll tell you what it is but y'all i went through it the end of the year, and I feel like it was important for me to experience what I experienced, so that I can purge and, in a way, be renewed for this cycle of my life. Because I, that's how I feel right now. I feel like a whole different person. Like I was also trying to see how I can merge my new way of being, which is like the law of assumption, with healing. Because a, a big part of the law of assumption community is revision and not needing to heal but I don't feel like my spirit just came here to strictly realize that oh we are enlightened we can create whatever we want so we forget I feel like these karmic relationships that I encounter these experiences that I've had need my attention I don't live in it when I'm unpacking them and healing from them however I do feel like it is my responsibility to thoroughly um, 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 experience it, which is being in it, out of it, and being able to express the lessons that I've learned from it. I do see myself as a healer. I see myself as someone who came here um, to help inspire others to heal. So I was trying to find a way to merge that purpose of my life and also who I am becoming, which is a conscious creator, but I've always been a conscious, I've always been a creator, just not a conscious one. As time progresses, I want to talk more into how and what I have seen based on how I've been able to heal further my childhood, my childhood trauma, how I was before while healing and how I've become even more that I have tapped into conscious creating, but that's, for later conversations. Today, I wanted to start my conversation with a topic that I wouldn't say I've been holding back, but it is sensitive for me. And I have been wanting to talk about it, but from a enlightened state, not from somebody who is angry or detached, but for somebody who is just wise. And that conversation is the one that I have, What well, is the relationship that I have with my mom. So my mom and I have what, in the spiritual community, people would call it a karmic relationship. I have Moon in my 12th house in Cancer, my Chiron is in Cancer, my mother, so a big part of my healing experience or a big part of my journey has just been to learn to nurture myself um i am a very nurturing person i'm a cancer moon i'm a cancer rising i'm a life Path number six so if you know you know however i've used those abilities as a way to deflect from taking care of myself And to further continue the trauma of my childhood, which is just mostly neglect and just, yeah. So I attracted a lot of partners that were emotionally avoidant, that that I had to work to be seen. And a big part of that came from my mother wounds. And I knew that while healing. And I was, you know, working on it but there is a part of me that needed my mom or wanted my mom so how do i even start this without being all over the place um i'll start from i'll start from december and how i felt so this december I was experiencing some things and I didn't want to share these things with family or friends simply because, and it wasn't anything crazy, it was Just I just felt severe anxiety when it came to just my overall well-being and I did not want to bombard my friends and my family with that. I felt really sad that I didn't have anyone else, even though I had a mother. I felt like certain issues with me, I don't want to talk about it with anyone but my parent, or the people that brought me here. And I felt even more sad that I didn't have or feel safe to express myself in that way to my mom. And um, I had a conversation with my therapist and I was, I was kind of frustrated at myself because I said that I know better. Um, so why do I find myself in this situation where I get sad? I know better. I know that I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. I know I know the, the, the spiritual side of it. I know the mental side of it of my mom just not knowing well enough to be able to support me because she can't even support herself from her own generational trauma. But so why am and why am I sad? And he was like, No matter what, there's always going to be a part of you that is always going to grieve the lack thereof. Um, My dad is no longer here. He has transitioned. And um, since since he's in his original form, we have had a better relationship. I have encountered my dad's spirit in so many ways, and I find a lot of peace with that. Yet my relationship with my mom, I feel like... I have always acted. My mom doesn't know the part of me that I really am, which is a very spiritual person, who, which is somebody who is not religious. I have stepped out of organized religion years ago and I'm very happy in my life. And not only am I spiritual, I have embarked on a journey of helping others be spiritual. <laughs> so it's like I am leading the torch in this thing that I will be shunned on. And some and I don't really have friends who are on this path that I am on and I feel like that's okay. However, there are just times where I just feel like I would want a parent. And um I've spoken to a few people who has also similar situations where they don't have the support of parents and they share the same um sadness when it comes to that where it's like i wish i had this and i wish i had that as i wouldn't say healed as i am but for lack of other words as aware and as i as intentional about healing as i am i still find myself getting caught getting stuck And I want to speak to any and everyone who is experiencing that, whether it's the mother wombs or whether it's parents as a whole. We, our spirit, right? I know it's cliche. I know I say this all the time. But every single detail of our journey was chosen by our spirit, was chosen by the being within us. And we might not quite understand it. But as we evolve, if you allow yourself the lessons that are needed to learn here, you will find fulfillment in your experience. To be able to hold other hands who are experiencing the same thing. And it's funny because God, source, universe, always align me right after I experience a tower moment and I learn a lesson, I calm my behind down. I always meet people who literally are going through the storm and I'm able to hold their hands too and take them out of it. And I find fulfillment in that. And I also can now appreciate that statement. It is better to give than to receive because as humans, we are connected in a way that these acts of love, unconditional love fulfills us. So if this is my cross, I will bear it. And if this is, If the ultimate goal has been to find fulfillment in helping others as I experienced my pain, you know, as the shy around the wound healer and since my is in cancer. So me healing my wounds, me having that wound that is, that is deep, that is healing, but not quite healed, but encountering other people who might have deeper wounds than me or have the same wound and I'm able to show them the same medicine that I apply on my wounds, and it also it, it, it alleviates the pain of mine, then so be it. So be it. I feel like I'm kind of scattered because this is a, I want to say it's a hard conversation for me, but it's, it's a, this is a very vulnerable conversation for me. So my mom and I, right, I started from then talking about the grief. And it gave me the opportunity to look back. Right now I'm in no contact with my mom and I'm actually thinking about just reaching out and saying, hey, I was, I was in the right space to talk, but I would like to talk. But um, when I had my son, um, I feel like that was the beginning of my awakening because prior to having my son, I navigated life just on a hamster wheel. I mimicked any and everything I saw other people doing, which is everybody loved their parents. Everybody had an amazing relationship with their parents. So if you look at my past um, Facebook posts, like 12, 13, 14 years ago, it would say, oh, I can't live without my mom. I don't know what I would do without my mother. And um, I just said it. I mean, I felt it. But I think what I was feeling was more of the pain of not having my mother. And I just expressed that differently. But when I had my son, and um, I had to have a procedure, like after a few hours of having him, and I was away from him. And I was like, Rushing back, I just wanted to go back and be with him. And I remember getting wheeled back to my room. You know how like they take you and put you on the bed and yeah. Get... So I'm getting wheeled back to my room, and I remember instantly feeling anger and sadness. And those feelings were all too familiar. I just weren't able to identify it, and um, it was. My mother never was there for me. And the way I feel about my kid, I would—I don't think my mom feels like that about me. And that was the beginning of my awakening. Because I realized that everything that I wanted to be were not from examples of what I should be, but examples of what I should not be. And it made me so sad. And it made me feel like this is before my my awakening. This is before I became who I am. So it made me angry and it made me feel the feeling of less than. I've always had that but it intensified it when I had my son. Yes, I wanted to be better, but I didn't know. And it made me sad for myself. And right around that time, my mom did something that I, I felt was unspeakable. And, um, when I found out about it, I told her, I wonder, I was like, if I find out that this is what you're doing, I won't talk to you anymore. And she said, she got angry, of course, but, um, I didn't talk to my mom for like three, four years. And my dad died in 2019. I wasn't talking to my mom. My mom did not call me. And in that time, people would call me and tell me things my mom was saying about me. And there were things that as a mother, I would never, there's nothing my son could do to me to make me speak of him in a way my mom was speaking of me. But at this time, I was I was on my healing journey. I had understood karmic relationships and I understood how it was important for me to work through these wounds in order for me to heal and not have to experience them again and um I I my dad died I was alone yeah I had family yeah I had friends but I feel like when you have a child with someone you guys are, are partners in a way and one of if one of your partner is no longer there you take the role of that partner no matter how old my child is i will always be his mother no matter where his father is i will always be his mom and god forbid if something ever happens to his dad i will be double i will double my role and it made me so sad that my mom didn't even call me to say, I'm sorry for your, your loss. It, it further validated that feeling of less than, like my own mother. It knows I'm in pain, knows that my father and I were this, we were, I loved my dad. And I couldn't even get a or text, hey, I'm sorry about your father and um i was also, you know, healing my inner child, so a lot of the things were coming up. But during that time there was also a sadness within me because i still wanted my mom. And during that time i had there was not much confusion on why i wanted my mother because i knew it was from the space of my inner child. By that time I had done inner child healing. If you listen to a couple of podcasts down where I talk about inner child healing, it talks about um my my you know my dad passed and me not understanding what and why I was feeling so sad, even though I felt his spirit. You know, I had connected with my inner child. And so by that time we had like a better relationship where I could feel where she was coming from. So I went out of my way and I apologized to my mom. And um, after apologizing, um, I feel like I'm like telling you guys my whole life story here, (laughs) but this is, I feel like this is important for anyone who is experiencing a similar thing. And I'm going to try and summarize it. But basically what I'm trying to get at is that, I have become a different person from who I was when I could not identify my pain. I apologized to my mom because I knew that there was a part of me that needed her. And as flawed as she might be, I needed my mother and that was my inner child. She was the one who romanticized her relationship with this woman, and as her parent, I am going to look and and, and nurture her from a conscious standpoint, but I'm still going to be able to give in sometimes and give her what she wants. So I opened the door for a relationship with my mother. And this is where I'm stuck, right? I feel like oftentimes I have to perform for my mother. Like when she's talking about God and religion and how, and and there are so many contradictory things like my abuse, it would always be somebody else's fault. She left me somewhere for a day or this person beat me where most of the things, most of the words that I've heard that stuck with me to this day were from the words of my mother. But there is no accountability. So I'm a very conscious person. And sometimes I want to just be able to say, listen here. This is what you did. This is what you are disassociating from. And I understand it. But I want a relationship with you and I want you to be honest. And that's where I had to talk to my therapist about because I would never have that. And I have to be okay with that. Now, that is me being able to give my inner child something that she desires, which is somewhat of a relationship with her mom, no matter how screwed up that relationship is. Now me, as Franklin, the conscious person that I know myself to be, how do I find a middle ground, right? How am I able to balance giving myself something that I want but also being my most authentic self, which is if I'm not feeling good, if I'm not feeling great about a situation, being honest about it. And um, I realized that with this whole law of assumption, conscious creating thing, I understand that my feelings are programmed already. My feelings are in a way assumptions. So if I walk down the street, and I smell barbecue, and then I see a yellow car. I might think about my childhood when Auntie Susan was roasting some fish and there was a yellow car that passed, but then I wore the wrong shoes. She called me in the room and she spanked me. So that barbecue might trigger that that thought, and I don't even know because the brain is a computer, these thoughts are like being triggered and highlighted, and then I have anxiety out of nowhere. So I understand that my, my, my feelings are formed by a lot of my experiences that I've had. And now as a conscious creator, as a captain of my ship, I get to dictate what new feelings that I want from these situations, right? That is what law of assumption is teaching me and helping me to see like, I, my feelings don't matter when it comes to creating. I just have to persist in the thought that I want. So now Doing that, I'm able to see how my feelings have flowed. And so many of it have flowed in the direction of my childhood. And I am doing a lot of work, y'all. I am busting my behind with reprogramming my mind and changing who I used to be. And really, really sitting with spirit and allowing myself to be able to form wisdom from these experiences to share it with other people who are also experiencing these things. So dealing with a mother, a toxic relationship with my mom because my inner child wants somewhat of a relationship is the least of my concern. However, <laughs> when I'm not doing that, I can literally feel her pouting like, yo, I want to, like Christmas came, her birthday came. And again, I'm going through things, right? Like I'm like trying to get my mind right. And there's a there's a bit of some kind of resentment there where it's like, you caused a lot of this stuff that I'm dealing with right now. Like I'm really trying to change the way I feel and the way I think. And you cause that, (laughs) but you're pouting. Like if I don't talk to my mom for a day or two, then she gets mad. And then I have to come. It's like, I'm chasing her again and again. And as a conscious person, I'm not trying to chase you no more. That time is done. Right. But if I'm, if I have the time, if I'm in a mood, I'll chase you a little bit just to give you what you want. But it's like I'm paying for a relationship that I've never had, and I know I don't have, and I grieve it. So there's is, is this. I don't know if this is for everyone. If this is like, send me an email, send me, send me a message. People that experience karmic relationship with their parents, is this like, and as a healed, as someone who is healing, is this normal where you have that yo-yo, right? And I'm manifesting a lot of things for myself, mostly self concept, mostly loving myself regardless of my shape, regardless of my, my finances, regardless of what I have physically or the things that I want. I want to, my biggest goal in this journey is to be my friend, is to love myself internally, is to validate myself. I want to desire connections, but I do not want to need connections, right? And I have, I had the awareness that this is—I—I I had codependent tendency. I had that awareness. I just didn't know how to change that. And now, with the law of assumption and being a conscious creator, I've been able to crack that cold. I am too invested in doing that than to pretend. And play nice for the person who created the space for me to work on all these things right so I hope I made sense in what I was saying and I hope that if you're somebody who's also experiencing a karmic relationship with your mom I, I just want to let you know that you're not alone in this the confusion is not isolated. However, my consolation from this all is that I'm able to sit here and help heal another person who's also experiencing or inspire another person who's also a validate another person's feeling who's also experiencing a similar thing. So this brings me joy. This warms my heart, right? That's one. And two, I chose this. I chose this experience. I don't know what my mom and I did in a past life or whatever, but I chose this experience and I am cracking codes. I am breaking generational patterns and I am doing it right, I'm aligned with my purpose. So I am supposed to be where I'm at. I have been able to find a lot of joy from my childhood. When I tell people I experienced a traumatic childhood, it is not to trauma bond, it is to live my truth. And having parents who were were not present, is also my truth. My truth as a 33 and almost 34-year-old woman is that I have healed from a lot of these things. I no longer live in a space of unworthiness. And I have been able to connect with my spirit and with my guides and with God in a way that Maybe I wouldn't have been able to if I hadn't experienced these things. I find so much fulfillment and so much enjoyment in the relationships that I have. Perhaps I wouldn't have been able to if I didn't have these things. But no matter what it is, control has always been an important thing for me. Stability has always been that. And no matter what my past was, what it is now is that I have control over my life. And I am thriving. I'm not just finding fulfillment. I am fulfilled in so many ways. And if you are someone who experienced a similar childhood as mine or have similar experiences as mine in regards to their parent, I want you to look at the good. I want you to look at who you are or who you have become regardless of your circumstance, regardless of the things that your parents experienced which made them the way they are. You are living regardless of it all. And I want you to take that. And um, as I proceed with this podcast, I'm going to start to incorporate conscious creating in that, right? So a lot of the things that I'm going to talk about are going to be healing, but I, you know, the name of the podcast is Healing to Awakening and a big part of me, I feel like I've awakened and I like to affirm that we're all awakened beings. And with that being said, I want you to consciously create your reality, right? Which is then I'm going to try and find like a few affirmations to help navigate this. So, One is that I am at peace. I am at peace. I am in control. I am the upper power of my reality. I am fulfilled in so many ways. I dictate how I want my life to proceed. And I want you to wake up every day, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am in control of my life. My feelings, a lot of my feelings are just from my past. I choose, I can now choose how I want to feel by persisting into my desire feeling I am worthy, I am provided for, I am nurtured by the universe. Find things, things that have held you stuck and repeat as cycles that you no longer want to repeat. Find those things, name them, and replace them with what you want. Because that's what I'm doing. That's what I've been doing for the last Couple of months since I went through that tower moment, and I I couldn't like I feel, I feel like renewed. I'm going to go a little deeper into the storms, but I just wanted to start with my mother wounds because my mother wounds opened me up to that. And then um my the next conversation, I'm probably going to talk about another realization that I had, and we are going to continue in that way. But healing to awakening. Uh, moving forward is going to, um, there's, there's, my language is going to change a little bit because I feel like I have changed a lot. Um, speaking of change, I'm creating a, more of a platform from the podcast. Um, so I'm on TikTok, y'all. <laughs> so yeah, all um, <laughs> TikTok, listen, I'm on TikTok as friend888, I'm probably gonna eventually change it to heal into your awakening, but it's it's friend 888 now because it started off as friend 888. Um, TikTok was my little way of like you know asking where y'all from and matter of fact where everybody from. But now it's becoming more serious, so I can't be, you know I can't be fresh over there. But um you know if you're on TikTok, um F R A N 888, um follow me guys. I want to be motivated and I feel like. Reach you reaching out to me and just telling or even just following me lets me know like it brings me talking on this podcast and this mic into my physical and it allows me to create more of a platform there is so much that spirit has been telling me and to do and I've been trying to step out of my comfort zone so follow me there I've been doing a lot of sounds and I want to leave that alone a little bit and i want to um get more into just motivating you guys and you know and showing more of my life as someone and hopefully it inspires other people because i've i've been through some things i've been through some all my life i had to fight however i am living despite it and i'm thriving now and i want to create a platform for all of us who's experienced childhood trauma and I want to show and I want us to connect and I want to do things and not trauma bond, but live regardless. I want us to inspire each other and I want to grow with you guys. And I, I feel so like led to share a lot of these things that I did behind closed doors that opened me up. And I can't do that on a podcast. I have to create videos to show how I did it physically. But right now, like I'm a little shy and I'm trying to get a little bit more comfortable, but moving forward this year, 2023 is going to be the year where there will be a lot of changes. And I hope that the change within me reflects on every one of you guys that come in contact with the podcast and they can inspire and heal. And we can continue that cycle of healing other people and just, awakening the world, you know, um, just be part of greater consciousness basically. But yes, I'm at 36 minutes. I'm going to have to edit this, but, (laughs) um, thank you guys so much for sticking with me. I love you guys. I really, really appreciate all the feedback and, um, I'm excited. I'm really excited about everything that is to come. Um, I can be reached at heal into awakening at gmail.com. I am on Instagram at Heal Into Awakening and I am on TikTok at friend88. I think if you put Heal Into your Awakening, you might find me. But yeah, come on guys. Come on, girl. Um, I love you guys. I will be talking to y'all next week. Okay? Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>